Hey guys, welcome back to Castle Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on this very special bonus episode, I have an interview with Robert Lee Shock, who played Keith on this season of the show. He was a keg brother of Steve's, and we saw him on a bunch of episodes throughout the season. So I got the chance to speak to him for a little bit and talk about his career, talk about 90210, obviously talked sports. And I also want to note that every single time that I say like, we're going to play a drinking game. Every single time that I say the word like, take a sip. Editing this, I said it a lot. I'm sorry, but let's make it fun. So uh, let's get into it. So I guess I'll start like, where'd you grow up? Um, I'm an East Coast guy. Okay, very nice. <laughs> yes, grew up in uh, northern New Jersey in a town called Clifton. Okay, yeah, I know Clifton. Um, oh, you do? I mean, I grew up on Long Island, so I'm familiar with kind of like the tri-state area. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, just, like, you know, like a typical, well, pretty big, like, public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up with a uh, family of five, lots of kids. Five so, kids? Five kids, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so the idea of like going to a movie or even realizing that acting was a profession was so beyond our awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of just so out of the box. So um, I also uh, played lacrosse. Okay. And then uh, I got recruited by a bunch of these like snooty Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to play lacrosse, yeah. Yeah, I slipped in the back door of one of them. So I went to Cornell. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I always say, yeah, there, there was like one little back door that was open that I managed to squeeze through. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I went to I, school in Buffalo, so I'm kind of up there too. Uh, well, if you go back to, if you ever go back to Ithaca now, they have um, all these nets underneath those suspension bridges. Oh, really? Catch people trying to commit suicide. I heard of all the Ivy Leagues, Cornell had the biggest uh, suicide rate because like the Yales and the Harvards, like they would kind of go easy on those kids, whereas like Cornell was a little bit more difficult (laughs) of the Ivies. I I always thought it was the weather, you know, it's like every, the summer's beautiful and then the minute like September hit, it was gray, snow (laughs) flurries, and I just, maybe it's the weather that's so depressing. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure it out, but it was, it was pretty palpable. Yeah. Yeah. So I got into school there. I was in arts and sciences. I, um, I then decided I was going to transfer to the engineering school. Didn't have much aptitude in that. And then graduated with an engineering degree and then decided I was going to make like a sharp turn, left turn, right turn, whatever. And couple years out of college is when I got into my first um, acting class. So you, yeah, so you started a little late. Really. Yeah, so even though at like maybe 24, it is kind of late, mm-hmm. but I look so young. I was getting, booking all these commercials where I look, you know, like 17, 18. Oh, so you're playing younger, yeah. And that's like a real sweet spot for yeah. commercials, you know? So that kind of like brought me 
like into it. And then I was just <laughs> learning how to be an actor alongside that, you know, seeing if I could do it or not. And then uh, I got into this awesome um, scene study class. Eventually, I did some Meisner training. I'm mm -hmm. not familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I got in um, to, into this class with this great sort of like mentor guru teacher named Wynn Hanman, who just recently died at the age of 96. Oh, wow. And he had been teaching all the way up until he passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, he actually um, gave me sort of like the, the confidence and the tools to be, to be an actor. And that's when I kind of like said, well, I've had enough of New York. Let's go to LA. That's what I was going to say. Were you living in New York at the time or you, you, were, you yeah. were in New York and then went out to LA? Yeah. So after college, I was in New York like 19, I mean, this is like 85, 86. Mm -hmm. And so those are like my uh, <clears throat> stomping around New York uh, years. You know, and New York was still kind of like crazy and renegade. <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, definitely different. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Um, <clears throat> but that's when I, um, at some point, I don't know, everybody gets a hankering to go to LA. And so that yeah. was my first like hankering, I guess, after, I don't even know what, 90, I think it was in LA, like 93 to 96. Okay. And so that kind of segued into the first audition that I went on was for 90210. Really? Yeah. So first one in LA and you booked it. Exactly. That's crazy. That does, yeah. usually doesn't happen. <laughs> it never happens. I mean, you can go on a thousand auditions and never yeah. get something. And it was kind of funny because I had a, um, a roommate who I was in an acting class with and I was all set to go in to the audition like over the top. So the guy's, a, you know, he's a frat guy. So I thought, let's make him a real kind of idiot frat guy. Yeah. All these like notions of like, I, you know, like a costume that was just so over the top. And my friend just said, hey, listen, wear a green shirt to kind of highlight your eyes and just say the lines. <laughs> so I got it. Good advice. It was good advice. You know, the second audition, I think it was um, Aaron Spelling must have been in the room. Okay. And so just said the lines and I got the part. And did you know it was going to be a reoccurring, like, because you were on the entire season. No, I was actually only on about it was eight episodes. Eight episodes, but throughout like that first season of, in college for them. Right, right. Because yeah. Steve was in the frat and you guys, you were one of the frat guys. Right. Was that the first year that Steve was in college? Yeah, that was their first year in college, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, because I, yeah, so I was involved in that whole frat thing, but I had gotten another job that took me down to Mexico. Okay. So you were doing double duty or you kind of had to go down to Mexico and came back when they called you? No. So I, I did the, I think it was maybe seven episodes and then I went to Mexico, but I think that they may have like incorporated me more if I had been around. Right. So or kind of just a side kind of character a little bit like he was involved in the frat stuff but didn't really have like his own storyline as much you mean my character yeah keith right so the main function of keith was that he was sort of the moral compass for telling john sears that he was yeah. a bad 
add immoral human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then once once we blackballed him from the fraternity, I think my my purpose for furthering this epic storyline yeah. <laughs> kind of like ran its course. Well, there was one. It was funny. So um, Steve got involved in like a date rape uh, scenario. No, that was that was right. That, I think that was John Sears. That other character. Well, no, no, no. It was so Keith. Oh. Keith was going out with some girl and said that she had a friend and wanted to go out with a frat guy. So Steve went out with her and she was not sure if it was date rape or not. So there's a whole like take back the night episode involving like, oh, she was going to oh, name. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. He was going to name Steve. So it was like, it's kind of Keith's fault because he kind of introduced them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I kind of, Yes. He made him go out with her because he cheated on his girlfriend, Steve. Oh, right, because I went up to went up to him in one of the scenes and I was like, hey, there's a girl. She's looking for a blah, blah, like a frat yeah, guy, so right? You got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so he was like, because <laughs> he was a pledge. So he was like, for, you know, his, his, which is so funny, like watching that because going in, like I wasn't in a sorority, but like I had a lot of friends that were in frat, you know, friends that were in frats. Yeah. The hazing that they did compared to like, what the show did was like, oh, they made him go out with a girl. Like, that's what he had to do Ooh. compared to the stuff that they, <laughs> the hazing that goes on really in college. It was like, this is nothing compared oh. to, like, what actually happened. Yeah, I, don't th I don't think Steve's uh, life was at stake, you know? They didn't... <laughs> I know, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, forcing him to drink and all this stuff. Well, I'll tell you a quick frat story. So I, I kind of reluctantly um, rushed the fraternities in, in college. Mm -hmm. And there was this, this one house called Fiji. Mm -hmm. And once they gave you a pledge bid, they'd invite all these pledges over for this massive dinner where they fed you and overfed you lasagna. Then they started chanting, Brother Jim. Brother Jim, Brother Jim, Brother Jim. You go up to this common room, and on the mantle, they have pint, pint bottles of Jim Beam whiskey. Oh, and you'd have to... And you go up there, you state your name, where you're from, blah, 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 blah. And then the, the frat brother drinks the whole thing, goes to the window, and hurls out the window. So now the pressure is on all these pledges to either, you know, drink and man up. <laughs> Or, you know, take a stand and, uh, and just do whatever you feel like doing. So yeah. I want to take a, a sip and go, ah, this ain't for me. <laughs> it's so funny, though, like going, looking back when you're in college, it's like you do these ridiculous things. And then when you're kind of older, you're like, why would I do those things just to be in like a fraternity or sorority? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I couldn't make any other friends? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't do it. My sister did it. Um, you know, she, she was, you know, she went to the same school as I did Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, I'm a little bit older than her. So I knew like the, which girls that she would probably like to, you know, which sorority she, I like knowing which one she'd go into, but then her telling me the things she's doing, I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Have you no self-respect? No, like, yeah, they're just throwing like forks at us and like, making uh. and I was like what? <laughs> I was like, what sticks, right? <laughs> I know. I was just like ridiculous. Yeah. And she's like, you know, walking around with like underwear on her wrist. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you? <laughs> as long as you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you were in a frat, so I guess you had a little bit of uh, you know, kind of knowing like what like frat life was like playing a frat brother on the show. Yeah, and I again like I kind of was in it, but I wasn't 
fully committed, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of half-baked. It's like, if you're going to do something, you might as well just dive right in. Right. But the fraternity I was in, it was kind of like, a, maybe it wasn't like the cool, you know, it was, it was a little nerdy, maybe kind of a combination of a bunch of different types. So looking back on it, you know, you, I wish I had either committed all in or, yeah. you know, all out. Right. It's the only way you get any sort of like fun out of it, I'd say. Right. Yeah. So, so 90210 first audition in LA, you obviously, I assume, were aware of kind of the phenomenon, like the show at that point, because that was season four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty full on. I think um, a girlfriend I had at the time was watching the show mm-hmm. and I would just kind of like, scoff because yeah. I was I was into serious drama and right <laughs> blah, 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 you know my my yeah. nose was so high in the air as an actor but I, I'll be honest when I got it I was like oh this is awesome right this is yeah. just because it, you know it's the excitement of getting a job I mean the show was itself just kind of like iconically moving along mm-hmm. you know, chugging along on all cylinders you know so it was, it was exciting. So you, you how many auditions did you have? Like, did you audition with, um, did you have any screen tests with any, I assume like Ian, if anything, or Paul, Greg? No, it's, it's kind of, I, I, that's where I think Aaron Spelling probably had like the most either clout or um, was so confident in his ability to assess. So I did one audition for um, probably a casting person. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, um, I was just in a room with, I guess, um, Aaron Spelling and maybe like three other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were just so adept at it that they just said, oh yeah, th- this, this guy's the guy. Like, and so there was no like third audition, no. Oh, so it's pretty quick. Yeah, they just kind of. Oh, yeah. And they told They're... you on that second audition, you got it? Or you're like, you no, just- you- yeah, your agent calls you and says, yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, though. Like, first one out the, out of the gate there. Oh, I know. And so when you're, like, when you're in L.A. for the first time, and so the agent says, oh, we're going to hip pocket you. That means we don't know whether you're going to make us any money or not. Mm-hmm. So then when you go book something, they're like, oh, we, we want to sign you. We want to sign yeah. you. Yeah, so that that's kind of cool too. Right, because getting an agent itself sometimes is difficult because they, you know, obviously they only get paid if you're getting paid, so they kind of just, you know, absolutely right. They want to make sure that you know you're getting getting jobs for them to get you know money. I used to tell people like if an agent looks at you and they see like dollar signs, that's a good thing because they know they you know they can make some money off you. Right, absolutely. It's a pretty simple equation. Comes <laughs> down to it. <laughs> Do you know how? Because I've been trying. So watching this season, because um, I am just currently like recapping the fourth season, which is what the season you were on. Um, how far in advance do they film the episodes? Do you know usually? Ooh. That's a good question. Because Gabrielle Carteris is pregnant in this season and she was pregnant in real life. So I'm trying to figure out like if they kind of stuffed her at some point or if she was actually like really showing. Because I was just like, they're saying she's six months along, but I was like, but she looks like nine months. So I'm like, is she actually trying to figure that out? Like while watching. 
for some reason, it's just like a flashing notion that I think that it was like maybe a three month in lead time. So maybe your math is absolutely right. Like if it was six, it was nine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it, yeah. Cause I was just like wondering like when, you know, how they kind of did that. Cause I was like, cause they definitely were not saying also she's pregnant, but I'm like, I, like looking at it, I'm like, I know she's pregnant, but they're definitely dressing her in like, you know, baggier clothes and stuff. <laughs> so it's like, you know, very, it's funny. Cause it's like when I watched it, when I was younger, just no, like, no, like just had no idea about any of this. And I'm like looking, I was like, she's definitely pregnant there in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great, great story for you. That is just, just bizarre. So, you know, actors basically, when your career is like in a slump, you, you have to do anything, right? Yeah. Um, wait tables. I once um, sold a hair regrowth tonic over the phone. <laughs> um, I drove Uber for a while. And I'm driving Uber. Okay. And I have a passenger in the back seat with, I am assuming it's her husband. Mm -hmm. And they're going to some park in the Hollywood Hills okay. for, some, for some sort of memorial service for a friend of theirs who I think died prematurely. Okay. And all of a sudden I go, oh, by the way, I was on your show. It was Gabrielle Carteris. That's in the, crazy. In the back of my Uber. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's, yeah, wow. So she and I, we, it wasn't a very long ride, but she actually kind of like confided in me and she said, yeah, probably the dumbest thing she, like she had ever done was gotten off the show because she did a talk show after that. Maybe. Yeah, she left. I think she leaves the following season. She's That's what I on mean. season five a little bit. And then she leaves. Yeah, she did have a talk show. Yeah. Um, and another actor I spoke to uh, who was on 90210, his character dated her character. So he was talking to, and he said he was actually on her talk show at some point, <laughs> which was funny. Um, yeah, but now she's like the president of SAG. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which That's is funny. But um, yeah, I remember watching like the SAG Awards once and I was like, she's sitting at the front table with like Clooney and like Brad Pitt. And I was like, that's Andrea Zuckerman right there. <laughs> and then they introduced her as the president of SAG. But that's kind of ironic that you were in, um, but you never really had any scenes with her, I don't think. No, no. You're, most of your scenes were with Ian and Paul, I assume, right? Right, Paul Johansson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ian's actually from New Jersey. Yes, I knew that, I think. He's like from one of the like oranges, West Orange. I was just going to say maybe West Orange. Yeah, yeah. That's I funny. think so. So uh, <laughs> when I first showed up in the trailer, I was like, hey, you know, I knew I was going to have scenes with him. So I was just like, hey, man, you know, I'm actually from New Jersey as well. He's like, oh, cool. And that was it. <laughs> Didn't care <laughs> so at like, all. I was like, okay, buddy. I'm not trying to be your best pal here. You're like, I'm just trying to make conversation here. Just a couple sentences about reference where we're from. <laughs> I don't want to extract any blood from you. That's funny. So is like, was he um, just kind of like stuck to the scenes, like not like that friendly or? 
I think he was a little just aloof. Like he had this like hot rod and he was burning down like the streets of Van Nuys. Um, he, yeah, he, he was just off to himself a bit. Yeah. What about Paul? Paul is an interesting character. He's, he's got a healthy ego. He's That's just it. a very, like, oh, a supremely like, what's the word, entitled? Like, you know what I mean? Which um, is funny, because he was the same, I mean, same, similar situation. You guys are both kind of just like reoccurring that season. Yeah, no, he was, he was quite, he was quite friendly though, quite relatable. Yeah. I think he just comes from this pedigree. I think his father was a professional hockey player. And he's like this awesome basketball player. He played for like the Canadian national team. He was like a so, huge big guy. Oh yeah, and he's an awesome basketball player. So I think he gets a lot of his confidence from just being like sort of like a dominant male in the sports world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, he went on to One Tree Hill and played a basketball player. I think on. I mean, he was like the dad. But his his son, like his two sons on the show, were like basketball players, and he was supposed to be like this, like high school basketball like stud, and he would play a little bit on the show. So I guess oh, yeah. that's so funny. I guess he really I never played. Knew that. Yeah, that's funny. The other guys, um, uh, Jason Priestley, nicest guy on the planet. That's what I've heard from like everyone oh. that says that he was really kind of just wanted to make everyone really welcome there. Oh yeah, and uh, and Luke Perry was just like you know, incredibly easygoing, you know, kind and, you know, almost like as kind of like as cool and aloof as his character was, you yeah. know, he's like slinking around, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't really get to work with any, I mean, I guess maybe Jenny Garth possibly, because she was like hanging out around the frat, but I don't think you really, any of the girls as much, right? No, I think Jenny Garth and, uh, and Tori, you know, they were kind of cute and giggly and they were like, oh, what, what have we seen you? you yeah. Know, what have you been on before? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, it's kind of like almost like my first gig or second gig. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but they were kind of. Shannon, probably not. I mean, I think this was actually, this was her last season. Yeah, I saw her like maybe, you know, roaming like the halls, you know, once, but mm -hmm. she wasn't part of any of those storylines. So there, you know, I didn't get a chance to see her like behind the scenes or anything. Right. Like, because I think, uh, you know, from what I've read that they really, at that point, her and Jenny were butting heads. So they kind of did not really put them together too much. And they kind of just brought her off with some other characters and, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> kind of kept her and then yeah because this was um that yeah she ended up leaving after uh the season so after season four yeah she was only on four seasons and then oh, they brought in uh tiffany amber in the following year oh interesting yeah to kind of replace her which was um well that's that's so interesting because after you do five seasons is where you get that like right that bump where they yeah. sell it lock and i think they wanted to I think that she asked to be released and I think yeah. that they allowed it um because there's a certain amount of years like right like it used to be seven someone said and then I think it's I'm um, like five like usually you sign a contract for a show and I oh think and that you're almost obligated to fulfill that yeah something like that but she was asked to be released or she signed maybe a five-year contract 
or they right. all did initially, and she asked right, to be right. released, and then they released her. Um, I think be, just because also she was not getting really along with the rest of the cast, I think. Right, right. Interesting. But she did, they did that reboot like a year or two ago um, with the uh -huh. original cast, and she, she came back to that. But I think she said she did it more so as like a tribute to Luke. Ah, uh, it was nice, yeah, I mean, as a fan, like, it was nice to see her back, because, like, she was, you know, she really, her and Jason were the stars of the show at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was, she was, she was the show, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then she, it's so funny, though, because I'm thinking, like, if the show was on now with the success it had then, and social media and stuff like that, like, how, because they kind of got away with a lot more stuff than probably anyone knew like that they were doing with the partying and stuff like that right Whereas, like i mean you look at someone like lindsay lohan and like what she went through with social media like i'm sure it's like nothing compared to the stuff that was going on then but you get away with it because they didn't have it you know then right right so it's kind of funny yeah right so 90 so 90 yeah 1998 um i i got on a um i got a part on a sci-fi series mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember sort of like people starting to talk about Twitter then. And, you know, even then I was scoffing at it going, oh, I don't want to, you know, what, get followers, you know, mm -hmm. silly me, huh? It's crazy <laughs> to think though, like, yeah, that completely, I mean, I'm not that old. And I was like saying in college, they didn't even have, like, people are majoring in social media now. Right. And I was like, when I was in college in the early 2000s, they didn't even have that. Like, like people were not like, that was not a thing, which is just right, funny. Because right. it was like, who's teaching these classes? Because the teachers of social media classes have to be like, they would have to be young, you'd think. So it's like, how old are the people teaching it if it's, like, right, it's a right. brand new thing? Yeah, it's probably taught by third graders, right? Yeah, I know, it's funny. Yeah, like kids today, I look at, like, I have um, nephews that are five and three years old, and it's like, you see them on the iPads, and they just know how, like, they know how uh, to turn it yeah. on, and it's just, like, they're FaceTiming. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I think my one of my nephews works for the Department of Defense in, like, cybersecurity. That's how adept he is at it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, just it took on a life of its own. Yeah, know? yeah. So do you have any fun, like, behind the scenes kind of, like, you know, stories, anything that, like, sticks out that you remember when you were filming the show? Um, you know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of, like, antics just because you, you can't really break into the circle. Mm -hmm. You know, you really you almost like have to have a contract, you know, otherwise you're just kind of like relegated. I actually, <laughs> I mean, I was so out of my mind. There, were, I actually had more fun doing the scenes because one of the scenes there was like this, um, it was like a carnival mm -hmm. and there was like this water fight and we turned the hoses on like each other. And, and it was just, it was actually fun. You know, you don't really a lot of times have that much fun when you're filming. It's usually like, ah, you know, hit the mark and bark. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I remember I had to do a scene and I was pretending to be Marlon Brando playing Julius Caesar while I'm doing a scene on 90210. Now, oh, I don't know. It was the, um, 
the finale, there was like the Mardi Gras kind of carnival thing. Yeah. Where they were fighting with like the javelin kind of sticks on the yes, like yes, yes. yes. And I remember going, I, I don't think anybody has any idea what I'm doing, but I'm really like just pulling from all over. I mean, <laughs> just to make it interesting for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I was, um, when I was like looking stuff up, I didn't know, do you know that Keith, your character, he had a last name. Do you know that last name? This, I do. You do? I, Keith Christopher. Yes, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like looking, I was like, oh, he had a last name. I mean, it's like, obviously he had a last name. It was like, oh, he had a last name. And I was like, I don't remember them ever saying Keith Christopher, but they might I think, have. I think it's technically, Samantha, two first names, Keith Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because I was just like oh Keith Christopher That's <laughs> I, yeah I guess you know it's so when you book a job like that it's so seared inside your memory that you know there are certain things you just you can't you can't forget right so if you had if you could kind of uh at the time given Keith a storyline more so than kind of just like the frat bro. What, what, what would you have liked to uh, see him do? Um, interesting. Well, for me to play like, sort of like this upstanding citizen mm -hmm. was, is, is very hard for me to do. Um, you know, I remember like <laughs> some of the, li the line I said to, you know, John Sears, I was like, well, John, if you were to do this to, you know, one of our brothers, what's to say you would, blah, 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 you know, some yeah, sort of morally right. righteous thing. I actually would have been, would have had much more fun sort of being like in the gray area a little bit. Right. You know, just kind of like, you know, the, the frat guy who goes rogue or something like that, he gets yeah. caught. I don't know, in some sorority sister's bathroom doing, right. you know, trying to, I don't know, score some drug deal or something. Yeah, he was, the, he was usually, you know, because he was friends with the John, but John was like the complete asshole. So he would have to be the one that was just like, like, no, John, you're a bad guy. Right, right. The contrast, right? Well, there was the, the episode where um, their president of the fraternity they found out that he was gay. And then, which is just so funny because watching it, I was like, no one would care today, but it was like funny. Like Steve was like, he better not make a move on me. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Um, Cause he, he, he was, his car broke down and he was with Brandon and they went into a gay coffee shop that they didn't know was a gay coffee shop. And he saw the president there. So then one of the other guys wanted to kick the president out of the fraternity because he was gay. Wow. And then Steve had a, you know, reversal was like, right. no, he shouldn't get kicked off. And then Keith was the first one that stood up and was like, I, you know, I, um, I want him to stay too. So then like, Steve's like, yeah, Keith. <laughs> oh, that was my character did that? Yes. Oh, that I don't remember. Yeah, but the president kind of made a whole speech about talking about like being the first of his, you know, she's talking about like the first Latino, bro, you know, brother, yeah. the first Jewish brother, the first, you know, uh, you know, Hispanic, like going like a whole, whole thing. And then he talking about like he would be the first gay brother. And then um, the other guy was like, no, you need to go. And then 
Keith kind of stood up and was just like, you know, I want him to stay and then start, started the slow clap that everyone. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Well, what's kind of ironic, I guess, is that there was a guy in the fraternity I was in in college and he, he was also like very entitled. His father was a, a big GE executive. Mm -hmm. And this guy just was, I somehow he got accused of maybe like siphoning off some money or something like that. Okay. <laughs> and so we actually had, we actually blackballed that guy from our fraternity. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> So, so when it happened on the show, you're like, I, this sounds familiar to me. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was like, no, the guy's got to go. So I had a reversal on the show where I was like, well, That's <laughs> actually not a reversal. It was just a repeat, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was funny, though, because I think like Keith and John Sears, it seemed like, because I think they were both supposed to be seniors. So they were like, you know, older. It seems like they were like really good friends. And just like that. John's like, yeah, I set up Steve. And then like Keith was like, oh, like he's got to go like immediately. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was like, I think that was like his buddy. And he just completely was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's another funny. When I was um, first dating my girlfriend, we, we met in New Jersey mm -hmm. um, in Hoboken. And, um, and I have a house at the beach in New Jersey and she grew up close to the beach. So we have these like, um, certain bars that we know from our like you know 20s early 20s and mm -hmm. stuff and we were at at this place called the Parker House and I think I was either online waiting for the bathroom or somewhere by the bathroom and at that time I was like all right maybe like 40 47 years old mm -hmm. <clears throat> this young guy in his 20s comes up to me and he says hey man I'm not gay, but were you on Beverly Hills 90210? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I didn't even say, I don't, I don't even care if you are gay. <laughs> Watching that show doesn't make you gay. I know. He wanted to be, you know, because he definitely watched the show. Right. The guys watched it. <laughs> it's funny that he just like wants to clarify that he's not gay. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't stop howling about it. It was just so, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Did you, get, did you get recognized a lot from that? Um, actually, you know, later on in life, yes. You know, it's just one of these shows where people just, you know, you, they can just pick you out of a lineup. It's, a, it's pretty amazing. How many seasons did they do of 90210? 10. 10, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I think early on, I mean, probably, I'm going to say season two is probably when it kind of like really skyrocketed. But it's like, I, I was like a little girl, like I had like a Jason Priestley pillow and just like posters on my wall. Like I was just, you know, like he was like my, my guy when I was like younger. It's like, I also it's like, wow, he has the same birthday as me. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> so it was just like really, uh, you know, funny. And it's like, then I think by default, my sister was like, I'll take Luke Perry. <laughs> like, <it was> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can't, you can't be on the same. Yeah, you know, we each have to have our own, you know. 
<laughs> Which is just so funny because it's like, and then um, I, I was saying like, Ian Ziering's a good looking guy, but I don't think he got, you know, like the kind of attention that the two of them got. And definitely not Brian Austin Green until like later for him because he was the youngest one. Oh, right, right. Because he was, I think, him and Tori, I think, were, they're playing the actual ages of the characters. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, he appeared to me to be a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah. Where Which is you funny, know. he went through like a growth spurt because he was like shorter than any, everyone. And I think by season five or six, you're like, oh, he's taller than all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is pretty pretty funny um yeah yeah i think so, the biggest the biggest what were you gonna say? i thought the biggest coup was uh luke perry's age you know right. when he was like 35 or something the thing with him it's funny he he definitely at one point and i think the same thing a little bit with gabrielle carter because she was the oldest one right that because I think she was like 28 29 when the show started uh-huh so that's why it's like when she actually was getting pregnant and stuff she was playing a you know college freshman where like the other girls were all like probably in their early 20s because when they were all fighting she definitely was not getting involved in their drama <laughs> no, no. Um, probably like these stupid kids but um you know but with her and Luke you do notice at one point you're like, oh, they're they're looking their age. Right. Like they kind of just like maybe the first season they're looking younger, but then they kind of you're like, oh, they look, you know. Yeah, it caught up to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just talking to my brother about one episode and we were doing a recap together and he was saying like, he's like this guy, um, you know, was running for president with Brandon or something. He's like, he was supposed to be a, you know, college sophomore. And he's like, he looks like he's 45 years old. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he probably was. <laughs> they really didn't, you know, they didn't really care about like, you know, hiring yeah. people that, you know, look their ages and stuff, which is funny. Right. So in 95, I was 34 years old. Yeah. So you, you looked much younger for sure. Yeah. I mean, you were saying you were getting, you know, uh, playing younger uh, when you were doing the commercials and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I never would have guessed that. I, I would have I I thought that you were probably like 27 on the show. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, good genes, right? That's not, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> not, yeah, now it's, uh, now it's uh, like a badge that I wear proudly. I'm like, oh, okay, I hope I don't look my age. <laughs> I know, when you're younger, you want to look older. And then when you're, you know, older, you, you, you want to look younger. But yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, yeah, never would have guessed, actually, that. So Yeah, when I was a young actor, I wanted to have, like, frown lines. So I looked like a serious, you know, older guy. And now that I have them, I'm like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, I don't you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you in New York? Because I saw on your IMDb, you did a bunch of uh, soaps I saw. And oh, there's yeah. kind of most of them in New York and stuff. So I guess were you, did you go back to New York at some point? Because somewhere after 90210. Yeah, so 80, 87 to 93, I was in New York. Mm -hmm. 93 to 96, I was in LA. Then 96 to 98, I was back in New York. And uh, I almost said New York, New York. <laughs> so weird <laughs> um and i think i i think i was doing a a few soap operas um between like 96 and 98 um i think there was like guiding light um one life you know, to live i think all my yeah, children saw those yeah yeah 
And then in 98 is when I um, auditioned for this sci-fi show mm -hmm. that shot up in Toronto. So from 98 to 01, I'd say, mm -hmm. I was up in, mostly in Toronto. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it was a lot of fun. They say it's even changed since, you know, way back then, which is almost 20 years ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, some of the nicest, kindest people I worked with on that show. I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. Canadians are nice. <laughs> they, are, they are nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I went to school in Buffalo, so the drinking age uh -oh. in Canada is 19. So when we were all 19, we'd all just take the 20-minute drive up to uh, Niagara Falls and just kind of go into those, uh, those bars there. <laughs> Funny. Did you ever get a chance to go to Montreal? Never went to Montreal, only oh. Toronto though we went to. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Montreal's a fun, fun town. Yeah, I would like to go to Montreal. And I've also never been to like the West Coast in Canada, like Vancouver or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't been there either. I haven't yeah, heard that's a lot of fun too. I mean, a lot of, a lot of places on the, uh, the bucket list. Once this kind of COVID thing is done and feel comfortable traveling again. <laughs> This whole nonsense, I know, I know. I know. I yeah. feel like we're, you know, we're almost there. Like I have some family, my sister got her, uh, you know, first vaccine shot today. So people are starting to get it. She's a teacher, so she gets to uh, get it early. Oh, uh, where does she teach? She teaches in Queens. She's ah, a middle okay. school teacher in, yeah, on Queens. Um, my sister's a teacher in Pennsylvania and she, her, her birthday was Monday and she said, yeah, and I got my co first COVID uh, vaccine on her birthday, so. That's good, I mean, yeah, it's like I have a lot of family in the medical profession, so a lot of them got theirs, but it's like, I don't know when I'm like, I'm far down the list. Yeah, yeah, your age, you don't age qualify, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't know when I'm gonna get it, but it's like, I'm probably, I don't have a job that kind of, you know, will get me something there, and then I'm also, you know, like, younger that it's like, it's not, you know, hopefully, right. we'll, we'll see, I mean, once more people get it, hopefully it won't be travel, you know, going around as much, I guess, to people. Right. Yeah. There might be some herd immunity that gets established, hopefully. Yeah. And you're yeah. in LA, so it's pretty bad. Are you in LA or? Because it's yeah. pretty um, bad there now, I think. It is, but um, we live on a boat. So we. Nice we are able to kind of like stay away from like the masses. That's good. Yeah. So it's actually turned out to be pretty good. And, you know, I always say there's this westerly wind that comes off the ocean. So anything that's being pushed is being pushed inland. So we're pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we had it in New York was awful when it first, like March, April was just, I mean, horrendous here. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like now in New York, it's funny, like all these restaurants have built like outdoor uh, places because yeah. they're trying to stay open, obviously. Right. Still restaurants are closed in the city, so you can't go into indoor dining at all still. Wow. And are you in the city or in the- Yeah, I live, oh, I'm on the Upper East Side. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, oh. so, but a lot of people have left the city. Uh -huh. A lot of friends and family just were wow. like, I'm out. <laughs> You're, you're, you're the lone. Uh, uh, I know. I've got like one more friend still here and it's like we're the only ones sticking it out. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. Who would have thought? Yeah. I know. 
So what have you guys done, like, I guess, during, like, quarantine and stuff to keep yourself busy? Like, have you watched any good television shows or? Um, yeah. So, you know, all those, like, I guess, um, catching up on um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Chits uh, Creek, um, that crazy tiger show or whatever that was. Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The Undoing. Uh, what else? Oh, the Undoing was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, of course, football season got me through. What's your team? Oh, unfortunately, the New York Giants. I'm a Giants fan. Also, I'm a Giants fan. Um, better than Jets, I will say. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Better than, you know, my brother's a Jets fan. But I, uh, being that I went to school in Buffalo, I am rooting for uh, the Bills. So oh, hopefully yeah. the Bills could, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I, think they're beating Kansas City, but... <laughs> I don't know. The quarterback for Kansas City got a concussion. I know. So. We'll see. My brother's like, he's going to play. I was like, I don't know. They're they're taking like concussion protocols a lot more serious than they were a few years know. ago. So we'll have to see. You know, I, I was like, I don't want him to be hurt, but I wouldn't right. be upset if he didn't play. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I think it was like, if he plays, Kansas City has a I think it was like a 70% chance to win. And if he doesn't, it goes down to 35. Oh, I, I believe it. So I believe it. I keep thinking some doctor's going to get paid off so they can okay him to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh yeah, concussion protocols, but somebody's going to write a big fat check. Yeah, I know. Definitely. <laughs> and then the other game should be good. Brady versus uh, Rogers. So we'll see. I mean, oh, I know. I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers. Brady's okay. not enough. I hate, I love to hate Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's also the Super Bowls in Tampa. He shouldn't get home field advantage. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that would be horrible. I know. He doesn't deserve <laughs> it. I feel like anyone that's not from like the New England area or I guess Tampa now, like just, you know, loves to hate him. But as yeah, Giants yeah. fans, we're always like, we beat him twice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I thought if the Giants had made the playoffs, we would have played Tampa right mm-hmm. and it would have been great to just beat him one last time i know we were yeah. i was talking about that with my dad but my dad's like yeah but it was eli also so it's like he's yeah. like i don't know if i fully trust daniel jones <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have the same anxiety with daniel jones Growing as long up. as nobody's an eagles fan that's then you're good no definitely okay. no no uh yeah that is a that's uh any philadelphia sports team uh-huh you gotta go yeah, <laughs> you know, those are deal breakers for us. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, do you have any upcoming projects, like anything to, uh, you know, we can look out for? Um, the only thing I did recently, um, and now it's already like years ago, but I, I produced a movie. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I produced this uh, science fiction psychological thriller um, called Starleaf. And Where- where can I, where can you find yeah, it? Yeah, like where can we find it if we wanted to? Um, iTunes, um, I think, what else? You know, Amazon, um, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Mm-hmm. Then there's okay. all these like little outlets like 2B TV and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so we have a distributor and, you know, we still see some revenue trickling in from it. That's but awesome. it's, what's that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a, like a low budget kind of like, what do you call it? They called it like a, um, 
when something's niche, it's, oh, like a cult classic in the mm -hmm. making at the time. So it's really, it's low budget, but it's got a good story and it's entertaining and it's weird and kooky and, and zany. My only regret is that I, I didn't put myself in it. I was just going to say, you just produced it or so you weren't in it. All right. I did one little cameo, but now that I look back, I'm like, why didn't I stick myself in that? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I was a producer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had all the clout, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to do more producing and stuff? No, I think it's a one one off uh, kind of venture. It's just okay. one. It's it's too risky financially, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of a babysitting job because you actually have to take care of actors, and you realize how like, how unmanageable certain actors are. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was fun for the you know the novelty of it. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've just been, you know, putting myself on tape for, you know, a couple of projects here and there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll see if I can sort of like once this pandemic is is done, you know, just kind of like wedge my way back in. Yeah, it's been kind of rough, I imagine, because a lot of shows like productions were down for a little bit. And I know certain shows that were supposed to come back for certain like Netflix shows supposed like got picked up for certain seasons and then they just completely decided to like can it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. imagine, you know. It's pretty and, stark. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hearing some of the, the protocols that are going on, like where, you know, it's like getting daily tests and stuff. It's, it's a lot for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're using less. Oh, supposedly they're using less guest stars too. Mm -hmm. Keep the like circle kind of tight. That would make sense. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just trying to um it's funny like certain shows i think are like actually like talking about covid like and um like law and order svu it's like they're like wearing masks but then they're not. it's like <laughs> i don't know what you got you know it's like we want to watch tv to escape it we don't want to like yeah, like, the minute i hear them talking about covid i'm just like oh really you too i know it's like i watch a lot of those uh housewife shows oh yeah real housewives and it's like they filmed it certain and it was funny like watching them at the beginning they're like yeah you can't buy, buy toilet paper anywhere <laughs> it's like what we went through in march like yeah like, this is too soon to kind of <laughs> <laughs> i know i know you're right we need we, we we need more escapism in our lives yeah you know? for sure. yeah, yeah. what are your handles and stuff Oh, so at Rob Leeshock on uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, that's probably the only one that I'm kind of like, you know. Using or yeah, on. on top of, yeah. All right, so I'll, yeah, I mean, I will, when this comes out, I'll like message you and I'll also, uh, I'll tag you in this so people can kind of, you know, listen in on the, uh, the interview. That sounds great. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure, Samantha. Nice to meet you. You too. Enjoy the rest hey. of your day. And stay safe. <laughs> yes, you as well. All right. Take care. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know I did. Um, so if you want to reach out to Robert or follow him on social media, you can look at him up on Instagram. His handle is Rob Leeshock, R-O-B-L-E-E-S-H-O-C-K. Um, over at Instagram, if you want to reach out to me, I am... Samlev28 and on Twitter I am the Sam Lev. So love to hear from you, love to hear feedback and uh thanks for listening and we'll be back with a regular recap episode next week. Bye.